Over the summer, I wrote a new keynote all about the power of internal networking and how the most productive, innovative, and engaged workers are those who build extremely broad, mutually beneficial, and uplifting relationships within their organization. Welcome to episode 166 of This Shit Works, a podcast dedicated to all things networking, relationship building, and business development. I'm your host, Julie Brown speaker, author, and networking coach. And today I am discussing why joining your company's ERGs is one of the quickest ways to build cross-silo networks within your organization. Welcome to This Shit Works, your weekly no-nonsense guide to networking your way to more friends, more adventures, and way more success with your host, Julie Brown. Here we go. So the keynote was about 45 minutes long, and it outlines why it is so important to not just retain employees, but to create cultures of relationship building within our organizations. The reasons are vast and include attracting new talent, retaining talent, avoiding burnout and loneliness in our employees, and creating more competitive and profitable companies. In addition to laying out why we should be encouraging internal networks and cross-silo communication and collaboration, I created a framework, you know, for opportunities that companies can take advantage of to help create these connections. And one of them is to create groups within our office around shared interests or identities. So, employee resource groups. You know, companies benefit from employee resource groups in a number of different ways, but I want to highlight the five reasons why you should join an ERG and what you can get out of getting involved in the ERGs that are available to you at your company. Ready? Okay. One, access to senior leadership. Most employee resource groups have support from and direct communication with senior leaders within the company. And a number of senior leaders will also be members of that ERG. And what better way to get to know a number of leaders within your company and build relationships with them? Two, networking, of course, that was going to be one of them. When you join an ERG based off of an interest or identity, you get to network with people from throughout the company and across silos that you might never have had access to before. And, you know, you already have that interest or identity in common as the foundation of your relationship. It's so important to get to know and build relationships with as many people as possible in your company. And the employee resource groups are a great way to do that. Three, professional development. Most employee resource groups have a budget for training or professional development. I've spoken to a number of local, national, and international employee resource groups, and those people within those groups are sometimes the only people within the company that get access to my networking workshop because that specific ERG has the budget to bring in outside speakers. Four, education and allyship. By joining ERGs that aren't part of your specific identity, you will become more educated in regards to other interests and and identities, and you can also become a stronger ally and advocate for others within your company. This is important for everyone. And five, finally, community. ERGs will give you a safe space for relationship building, 
to ask questions, to help with navigating office politics, and also with professional and career development. They really are a win-win. So this was just five of the top reasons why you should be joining an employee resource group within your company. There are so, so many more. And I got to tell you, over the years, I've thoroughly enjoyed the work I have done with various employee resource groups, you know, women's employee resource groups, young professionals, employee resource groups specifically. I've had a front row seat to the kind of relationships and professional development these groups can offer. And so I encourage you to join one in your firm. And if your firm doesn't have any, then talk with leadership about how you might be able to create them within the office. Really, I mean, it's a win-win for you and for the company. Okay, on to the drink of the week, which I'm so excited about. It is the Smoky Mezcal Fig Sour, which I'm going to be upfront with you. It takes a little bit of prep work, but it's totally worth it because this recipe is for a crowd. So whip it up for any Day of the Dead or Halloween parties you have coming up, okay? And parts of it can be made in advance. Here's what you're going to need. One and a third cups of simple syrup. We've talked about how to make this on the show before. Ten dried figs, halved. One four-inch piece of ginger peeled and thinly sliced. One whole bottle of mezcal. One and a quarter cups fresh lemon juice from like about eight large lemons, three-fourths cup water, and a whole nutmeg. You know what? You don't need a whole nutmeg. You just need grated nutmeg. I don't know why they put a whole nutmeg. So this is step one. Ready? We're going to make um, a ginger, uh, the ginger fig simple syrup. What you're going to do is you're going to take the simple syrup, the figs, and the ginger in a small saucepan and bring to a boil over medium and then reduced to low and simmer until the figs are softened, which will take about five minutes. Then remove that from the heat and let it cool for 30 minutes. And then after it cools, refrigerate it. Refrigerate it for eight hours or up to overnight. And then we're going to strain it. We're going to pour that through a mesh so we get the, you know, the ginger and the, the figs out of it, the, the solids out of it. And then we have our ginger fig syrup. So we're going to store that in a container. You can store it up for a week. So you see, you can prep this ahead of time. And I am totally thinking about bringing this to the the neighborhood Halloween party. So anyways, you can make that ginger syrup up to a week in advance. Now, when you want to make the big pitcher of cocktail, this is what you're going to do. You're going to pour that whole bottle of mezcal into a pitcher, pour one and a quarter cups of the fig ginger syrup. You might have to put it through... um, a mesh again to get any of the remaining like pieces out. But if you don't, you don't. It's fine. Then add the lemon juice and the water and then refrigerate it. Refrigerate it until it's chilled, which will probably take about two hours. Um, Or again, you want to make it the day before, refrigerate it overnight. And then when you're ready to serve, pour it over in a rocks glass, but over one of those big ice cubes. And so specifically for this, oh my God, I'm so excited specifically for this cocktail for the Halloween party, I bought ice cube molds, like big ice cube molds that are skulls. Um, I found them at at Home Goods, at TJ Maxx, Marshalls, Home Goods, whatever it was. Anyway, so there might still be some there, but I'm so excited to have skulls yeah, as the ice for this. Anyways, I'm, I'm, I'm going off. Anyways, okay. And then, you know, they say as a garnish to just put some... They say freshly grated nutmeg. Just sprinkle some nutmeg over it, okay? 
Oh my God, I'm so excited about these ice cubes. All right, friends, that's all for this week. If you like what you heard today, please leave a review and subscribe to the podcast. Also, please remember to share the podcast to help it reach a larger audience. If you want more Julie Brown, you can find my book, This Shit Works, on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. You can find me on LinkedIn at Julie Brown BD. Just let me know where you found me. When you reach out, I am Julie Brown underscore BD on Instagram, or you just, you can pop on over to my website, juliebrownbd.com. Until next week, cheers. Go get yourself those ice cubes. Hey, thanks for taking the time to listen. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a tip. And remember, you can unapologetically be who you authentically are and still be wildly successful. That's a fact. See you next week on This Shit Works. Okay.